Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Taku Dog, joined by the legendary professor, Jet Force Gemini. I heard some Discord sounds. You actually reminded me to go do not disturb. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I, I, I'm on another computer, and my other computer is also logged into Discord. <laughs> so it's just like beep, 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 beep. Like Morse code over here. Yeah, I hope you like notifications. <laughs> <laughs> well, Welcome. If you're new around here, we are a Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go PvP PvP centered podcast that primarily focuses on the closing closing esports organization known as the Silph Arena, primarily in factions. If you're not new around here, this is another changing of the intro. That is okay. We're gonna try some stuff out and hopefully something will stick. So Jet, I gotta ask you, how was your week? Well, we, we made it through another week with the puppy, so to me, that's that's a great success. Uh, any Anything above that, like, survival line is, is bonus. <laughs> I hear that. I guess in that puppy's a little bit of a handful. Oh, yes, and he's he's literally going to be an extra handful every week until he hits his uh, full weight somewhere between, you know, 100 and 150 pounds. How much weight? How much does he weigh now? He just had his his um, vet check in, so he got his second round of shots, which is part of why things got fun. Is we could finally play with like neighbor dogs and stuff. Uh huh. Um, and he weighed thirty pounds last week, so if if, if all things hold, he's probably around thirty three pounds now. <laughs> I wish four you... or five pounds a week. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. I wish you the best of luck when he finally gets to the his normal weight. The, the nice thing is we're, we're finally moving out of uh, the, the puppy teeth time. So the, the little needle daggers are, are soon to be gone. Yay! <laughs> everyone everyone can keep their blood inside their bodies. Nah. <laughs> you could just donate the blood, you know? I mean, but that that would be a choice. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I mean, like, all joking aside, it's been a ton of fun. And... Um, he is great and it's been actually kind of nice with how hot it is because we can do a little bit outside and then he just like crashes on the floor for hours that sounds super adorable but on the pokemon go side uh, i had a lot of fun playing continentals with you i was actually a little disappointed that we didn't end up getting to play because we had very similar records in the first few rounds and i was like oh man it's gonna happen oh man it's gonna happen and then it didn't i was like oh yeah then then you turned it around for this is called foreshadowing or spoiler alert y'all then you turned it around and i was like hey, you know down here is pretty nice <laughs> not that down there was easy like um one of one of the San Diego buddies, Dapper Discs, was also playing with us. Just like there, there were, there were really no easy rounds. I mean, it's it's the same as any continental experience, I suppose. Where it felt a lot more like a regional, just because like that's the thing that got skipped this time. But I had a lot of fun. I can echo that sentiment. the The thing that I kind of thought was like. Okay, so everybody here deserves to be here. Like this is these are the best of the best trainers. And there were like like you said there were no freebies. That was that was definitely something that echo, echoed when round 1 you could be paired up with literally any regional winner. And yeah, it was just like off to the races. 
Yeah, and, and that was true for whether that meant someone who would have won a regional this season or already had in the past, and whether that meant uh, self arena or play Pokemon, because <laughs> one of the things I enjoyed with the new players that was playing against was that a lot of them have like full kind of accomplishment bios on their Discord, <laughs> where it's just like, oh, I, I see this person got top eight at NAIC. All right, fun, cool. Yeah, good luck, have fun. Don't beat me too hard. <laughs> well, and it's and it's just like you don't really even have time to think about that. And for me, like, I know you did a lot more tournaments this season, but that was literally my only live tournament the whole season. And so it was it was it was feeling a little different for a few reasons. But I don't I don't miss the whole like being strapped to your 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 kind of confinement <laughs> during an eight hour tournament. <laughs> I, I feel that I can echo that sentiment too. At least, I was, the, at least for the remotes, I mean. Yeah, like I think a tur like tournament that large definitely is more fun when it's in person and it's like all the people. I mean, all jokes aside, like when you finish up the match, like everyone, we got 45 minutes to do our match and like everybody's done in like 15, 20 minutes and we're all just pokey posting in the. <laughs> we're all just pokey posing in the. The lobby server i'm a little sad the arena referees did not open up a voice channel because that would have been just chaos it probably keeps things simpler just just because like it's, it's a lot easier to kind of get carried away with with voice chat sometimes fair okay it's like especially like with hidden information or whatever where it's like they're already having to police us to make sure we're not watching the stream true yeah i, I forgot about that rule <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get DQ'd from it. I I just forgot that like you can't watch the stream, and I was like, okay, fine. So I'll just like pop a YouTube video on, or put a Spotify playlist running, or I was listening to podcasts throughout the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, I was I was watching kind of my my daily YouTube stuff, and just normally for tournaments or whatever, like I I paused that and just do like music during battles but for that because it was so long like i just let videos play out <laughs> it's like let's just keep the vibe <laughs> fair fair i can echo that sentiment too i was a little okay so my biggest gripe i was a little annoyed that yeah. i could not really play poke or go hunt wooloo on saturday yeah. and so i texted our messages of my server my local server hey so i will give you whatever regional whatever legendary whatever shiny that i have extras of if you just bring me wooloo the best freaking investment i have ever made but we'll talk about that later well and the nice thing about being able to kind of ask discord community is you can even get in on some lower friendship levels that way it's like my 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 trade buddies are all of course like best friend and so there's there's no finagling ivs or anything like that so it's, <laughs> at least you have an opportunity maybe to get that dream iv wooloo even off a trade yeah i did that that was very fun and you know it, it gave me an excuse to get out of the house on a sunday after the the marathon that was 21 rounds of continents or 21 battles of continentals and then i forgot that i had said i was going to stream right after the the continental championship was crowned i'm like okay let's do this 
I mean, the plus side, at least the tiebreaker helped you out there because then you were done <laughs> after the seventh round and then they kept going for another couple hours just to actually iron out the, the top of the bracket. No, I had to wait until they, like I said, what, I, I waited till all of it was done. Like the minute the champion was crowned, I'm like, all right, go in life. Click. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just mean like you weren't like in the hot seat for that whole time like you you could get food or whatever yeah i nap so hard <laughs> that that is also important yeah i i also did that but i'm glad i'm glad you had fun at continentals and uh you know breaking news jet got his invite to continentals a couple of days after we recorded so yeah <laughs> i told you jet you deserved the continental invite well and it was just like all right Wave two, let's do it. <laughs> and our, our our buddy ZT Smith could have been in there, but he didn't see the invite on time. Nah, it's honestly it's no big. After after the quote unquote after bout nine, and your t- faction gets knocked out in King of the Hill, and the the June monthly meta ends, it's just kind of like you exist still, like while they're like kind of closing everything down, which is fine, like. I have no no issues about that or like no poking fun. It's like haha your stuff's getting put down. So I can understand like on ZT's on ZT's side, especially in July when Pokemon's not really the most important thing right now because everybody's either traveling, going on vacations, or getting ready for worlds in five weeks. Actually less than that, three weeks. Yeah, it's it's kinda crazy how that's just flown by. And we, we kind of ended up jumping straight into Continentals. Was was there anything else from your week that you wanted to talk about? I have developed a crippling addiction to collecting Pokemon trading cards. And, well, I ended up spending about $100 on a lot of elite booster sets and elite trainer boxes and stuff for the sole purpose of if I get a positive set on stream, we are opening a pack. And what happened on Saturday? I had I had three positive streams, which was fine. And then Sunday I went and bought everything thinking, oh, this should last me about a month if I average like three, two or three positive sets on stream. That's what I normally average. No, I get five positive sets. So I have to open up five packs right off the bat. Half of them are gone. Well, one booster box is pretty much gone. But the, the Pokemon Go Dragonite V-Star and the Maridon Tin is still sealed up for right now and together that's about 22 23 packs total so that can get me through one more weekend assuming i get 10 positive sets which is like you know doable but yeah so that and then of course like my week i ended up meeting up with this kid and his dad to trade the wooloos because they were looking for like mr mime and kangaskhan that's fun and so I was like, yeah, where, where do you want to meet? And they're like, yeah, we'll meet in downtown. And I was like, all right, so I'll, I'll ride my bike. So I rode my bike, and so I pulled off to the side, or stopped at the local game shop or local GameStop, bought all the Pokemon cards, rode into town, only for them to, only to realize that they live on the other side of the park. So I could have just, like, rode to their house or rode to the park to, what's the word, to trade with them. But they're like, oh, we're just going to drive downtown. I'm like, all right, that's cool. You needed the excuse to buy more cards, right? Yes, but I will use the other excuse that I had no idea that they were they lived on the other side of the park until I saw one of the gifts they sent me. 
And I was like, oh, hey, I, I send that gift out a lot. Where do you guys normally play? Oh, we play here at this park. And I'm like, oh, I live on the other side. They're like, okay, oops. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, they were just like, oh my gosh, no way. I was like, yeah, it's a shame you're on the wrong teams, but so we can't all like play together. But, you know, if you need coins or stuff, just message me. I'll go, you know, ride out, throw you out of the gym and then put my stuff in for the next eight hours. A gentleman's agreement. It's diplomacy. We, we, we like to do that. But yeah, so I, I traded a bunch of Wooloos. I mean, it only cost me 20,000 Stardust. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go back under a million. But surprisingly, I was still over a million after I did both the special traits. Well, so, and that, that's, that's one of those kind of nice bonuses from the fact that we get two special trades. Like, I feel like that should just be one of those quality of life things that they update where that can just be the new norm. But that's me reaching yeah, they, for a little bit a little bit of something because it's it still feels like i haven't played nearly as much since the remote raid changes they they have to keep giving us breadcrumbs to make us semi-addicted to this game yeah and i mean obviously obviously it helps that the the raid bosses have been inconsequential so far like mm. yeah, mega Terriatar will be the first new thing that's like actually relevant but again that's it's double week it's another easy duo so yeah but need to grind it the last thing i will say about my week was i was trading wooloos and i so for context hangus khan is one of one of the guys i traded's favorite pokemon and like i traded it to him and he, it gave him a lucky 96 kangas khan and it gave me a lucky 14 14 14 wooloo and I'm like, you know what? This is my Ultra League mod. I don't. If I get the, if I catch the Hundo, I probably won't use it because I'll be using this one because it means more than than just like going out and finding the Hundo, which would like you know still be pretty neat. But this one was traded to you, and we made friends along the way, and that's what this game is all about. Plus the dust discount. Look, I'm trying to make it about friendship, not about <laughs> economics. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm fighting the urge to like see if the the 14s is even optimal like because i know there's a couple that are like uh, i think it's like the 15 13 15 and the 15 15 14 that are like best buddyable mm, i see what you mean okay well you know me i don't play this game optimally i play it for funsies <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I ended up going to the GameStop or the game shop, the local game shop in downtown and like picking up some more or not. Yeah, picking up some more Pokemon cards and card sleeves because, yeah, between my Yu-Gi-Oh card collection that I'm trying to get rid of and my Pokemon card collection that I'm starting, I need a lot more sleeves. But that was my week. Are you, are you excited to do Squirtles again? No, absolutely not. I am not going out to play Community Day Makeup Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. Squirtle squad. What was even the bonus for Squirtle? Was it, it a quarter hatch distance? Which, yeah, which no. is which is fine. Like it's it's just gonna extend the amount of time that we have that <laughs> because is, adventure week is half hatch distance, and then the actual Polywog community day is also quarter. So it's like okay, they want us to hatch eggs, and there's the Riolu event. So yeah, so. Oh, actually, fun fact, the Riolu event's not going to have quarter hatch distance. It's not going to have any bonus, I don't think, right? Yeah, no, it's just, Riolu can be in 2Ks. Good luck. It's a, yeah. it's an obvious cash grab. I supposedly, absolutely... Supposedly higher shiny rates, but who knows, yeah, okay. actually. Yeah, okay. 
Any, yeah, any, anything with eggs is is dubious anyway, and like it's it's got community day hours, so it's like, all right, so yeah, they they expect you to get a bunch of incubators because that's like the only way to make sure you have room, and then it's like I don't know. Yeah, to to me, it's definitely event I'm not gonna be doing. That and my body has been screaming at me for the past couple of days. Taco rest do not go outside stop biking 12 hours a day or 12 hours 12 miles a day 60 miles is too much so what is what is the the taco day off look like pretty much what i did with continentals i stayed in my basement slash recording studio slash taco cave and sat and laid on my butt for eight eight to ten hours nice Unless, like, there's an event, in which case uh, my buddy will pick me up because this is weird, or this is funny when they say it. When I ride my bicycle into town, I'm carrying all of my cycling gear. Everyone gives me the funniest look, like, why? And I'm like, guys, this is a cycling town. It's turning into a cycling town. We're about to have a freaking bicycle bike ride pass through this area in a week and a half. It was really fun the one year that I was there when Ragbri went through. <laughs> it felt weird because, like, I know we've talked about it, but, like, I had been there in summer for, like, eight years, and it's only one time that I was there that it actually went through. I I mean, it's going through the Coralville area this time because it's following the original route since it's the 50th anniversary. But the fun, th- or the fun thing is, is that, I mean, in 2018, when I or 2019 when I was a manager I didn't know that Ragbri was stopping at one of the local parks and so when I went to play Pokemon at my local park when I just got off work there was like just a bunch of camps and stuff and like police officers were like surrounding the park and like I pull in or I try to pull in and like like two cop cars are just like what are you doing here and I'm like I'm just here to park my car so I can walk and play Pokemon Go but I see there's like a camp thing going on so I'm about to go home and they're like you don't know I'm like no, obviously I didn't, officer. Yeah, we've taken this park to be Tent City. <laughs> I thought it was like a private concert or something, to be quite honest, but, you know. And in some ways, that would make more sense. <laughs> but the Great Bicycle... What was it? The Great American Bicycle Ride Across Iowa, or Ragbri for short. But, yeah, it, it's one of the things I, I want to do on my bucket list. I'm going to ride across Iowa eventually. <laughs> I'll do it next year, hopefully. And that, that's pretty much been my... Yeah, like I said, that was my week. That's what's going on next week. I think it's time we get into this main title stuff. <laughs> Actually, you know, hop back into the last couple rounds of factions-related things. True. Actually, no, I do want to ask you one thing. When you put time to win at some point in the show notes, what does that mean? Oh, yeah, the time up win. So this, this was from... Oh, gosh, no, I'm... Yasser made a video on this where then this is just kind of an update for anyone listening like originally in a time up win scenario where you, both players only had one Pokemon it used to be uh, that player with the most remaining HP was the winner and at some point without telling anyone <laughs> they changed it to percent HP and, and this was recently uh discovered and then confirmed so i was i was just wanting to make sure that it got 
to to as many ears as possible. Oh, okay. See, I thought like when you this is for PvP, like when you're battling in GBL or in any like show six pick three tournaments, if it happens to go to a timeout, I'm guessing. Yeah. But so like I thought it was whoever had the most Pokemon was like declared the winner and then if they're each person was down to one last pokemon it would just be decided on who has the bigger hp bar well and essentially this is just like a chancy nerf in in a in its own special way right or just the <laughs> any of the stall teams that have existed where you could get a chancy down to like a quarter hp and it still has more hp than most pokemon do when they're at 100 percent so it was a legitimate strategy however awful <laughs> to just like have that be your win condition where it's like well as long as my chancy is <laughs> outside the red like they're you're okay and that's that's pretty degenerate like yeah it, well like... and that's 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 essentially the consensus right is is they're reinforcing that they agree that that's degenerate <laughs> because now it's it's percentage based that's almost bastard on levels of degeneracy but I would, I would say it's more it's more degenerate than that. Okay. Well, I've never encountered a stall team, so I haven't hated oh, it you're, yet. You're, you're so lucky. <laughs> no, I just never finished all my Go Battle Day sets. So the computer goes, you know what? F it, you're getting a stall team. And I mean, the real story is that there have been enough metas where Pokemon like Chansey have been a problem and... I'm glad that they did this change. It is weird, though, that it had to, like, be asked about specifically in a public forum in order for it to, like, be announced. But I'm I'm glad it's a thing. Right, right. Okay. So that's pretty much our, Ni- our Niantic and Sylph news update on that one. We were kind of tiptoeing around it. But, yeah, so the time to win percentage is probably the biggest thing. I wonder how it's going to... Well, maybe we'll see less stall teams or we'll see more... What's the word I'm looking for? More innovative stall teams. I'm not wishing. This is not a challenge to make stall teams, please. I'm saying the degeneracy will probably be curb trailed for a little bit until everyone decides to run Carbink, Bastodon, and Chansey again. Or Carbink, Wobbuffet, Chansey. Well, um, the big offender has been Evolution Cup and things like it where... Especially Nancy family is is a highlight there, and those aren't coming up this season. So at least at least there's that. I'm surprised Chansey didn't show up in the single type cup. It did, just not as much as as some others. Like <laughs> you said, you didn't run into any stall, and that's yeah. Single type was definitely one of the places I saw a stall um, for that reason. But yeah, when when you have Vigroth super prominent like it it kind of works against that a little bit but then you just have to get rid of it and then you're you're free for whatever degenerate stuff you want to do (laughs) yeah well actually earlier today i was doing some gbl i encountered my first carbink and i absolutely flubbed my counterplay against my first carbink but i still ended up winning so i was very happy about that Uh, so i was running the shadow dragonite jellicent and double line and so I win the lead with my Shadow Dragonite, as is tradition. My opponent sw- swaps into Shadow Carbink, and I'm like, oh, I gotta swap in double. And then, like, ten th- or three seconds later, it hit me. No, you stupid. You have to swap in the Jellicent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
ended up winning that game, so I wasn't too upset about what I did, but just that's completely on. But that's not the salsa bar. We'll get into the salsa bar spicy stuff in <laughs> part two. That's not even the salsa bar. No, you think Taco couldn't mess up that bad? Think again. Expectations will be shattered. Well, and I don't, I don't know how it's been for other people, but it's, it's been nice that like although carbink does have a lot of win conditions like it's not an i win button it's it's not as fear inducing in practice as it looks on paper oh 100% <laughs> like, it's it's one of those that definitely has some scary potential where it's it's got a lot of a lot of usefulness but just having it doesn't mean you automatically win which is which is good right and like i've said i've said this before there is a lot of counterplay around the carbink. You know, the the Steel Titan, Registeel, G-Fist beats it, Swampert beats it, Venusaur beats it, Drill Run, or A-Slash beats it, Flygon beats carbink, nudge nudge, wink wink. And so, and we're, you know, we're seeing in this, in this cup, in the Remix Cup, we're seeing all of these te- players building anti-carbink teams. And it's just like, wow, carbink, we, don't have a reason to fear this thing unless we do something taco levels of stupid and switch in a dub wool into it when there was a perfectly good jellicent going wait what about me well even that didn't cost you the game but i I think my favorite quote just from car being like topically so far is from human catcher bug talking about building remix teams and how carbink just has enough weaknesses that you can't actually cover for them all (laughs) so it's it's one of those like it kind of it's 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 in a weird spot because it's almost it almost has to be uh, in an ABC or other some kind of like throwaway position where it's like well either they're ready for it or they're not. <laughs> yeah, and it's been said time and time before the most skilled trainers can play out of bad situations. This does not mean I'm a skilled trainer; it just means I got lucky. <laughs> but like even with Carbink being as you know hard hitting with it's you know rock throw you want the rock throw set please run the rock throw don't even touch tackle and i'm not saying that because if you run tackle you flygon has a tougher matchup i'm saying run rock throw because you can knock shadow charizard out of the sky faster but typically when it comes to carving i it's just kind of like doom and gloom prophecy that never really happened and it's just like well now what yeah, and because of that, it's it's a little surprising that it's on the ban list for worlds. Like the other ones make sense, just like the Galarian birds, not because they're amazing, but because they're hard enough to get your hands on. That it's just like pretty polarizing. But well, yeah, they but... locked they locked Carbink behind a paywall so you can get it early, or you could get it at GoFest. Now, the thing with that is if you're going to, like, Osaka or London's GoFest, Carbink will be available that day. And that technically violates the... When a new Pokemon is released in Go, it has to be legal for at least 48 hours so everybody has a chance to get it. Since technically the worldwide release of Carbink is during uh, during Worlds or Pokemon Go, the World Championships, it's technically an illegal Pokemon. Now, I know someone's going to say, but Taco... All you have to do is buy the ticket before this date and you can get it. That Then you have the accessibility problem that the Galarian birds fall under. And so it's like... I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that logic, but 
Okay. This is this is like my my rationale for them banning carping. I, I I hear you, and like some of the paywall stuff in general, I agree with. But I mean, if if you if you play this game, like odds are you're gonna get the the global tickets. So, I mean, it's, it's to me it's a little dumb, and then. It also puts Pokemon Go kind of in a weird position as as far as in respects to money because like <laughs> if if you if you're looking at it that way like obviously there's there's release dates and stuff that don't apply to the main games but like literally all the Pokemon are paywalled for the main games <laughs> I don't know it just it tickles me sometimes where it's like oh no that Pokemon cost five dollars. It does it oh. does it count as released? It's like I don't. Uh. I think it was more of like a global release, is what you know. Play Pokemon is looking at in terms of like when it's going to be available to the quote unquote free to play players, or well, it's just it's still not right. Like <laughs> yeah, because like global... maybe maybe that's why I'm more unsure about the the whole rationale for this one. It's like. I... I think it's because they saw the stat graph where <laughs> they're just like or the, the PV poke graph is what I'm referring to just on the wins and losses against meta where it's like eh, let's not do that true now there will be some definite meta shifts when the new season starts and carving is made legal but we can get into that when you know after worlds in August because I don't feel like doing research about it now <laughs> and hopefully we'll have more new meta things to think about like again depending how transparent they are going into the next season as far as what kind of changes they're looking at breaking swipe flag on breaking swipe flag on breaking swipe flag on <laughs> i hope i hope we keep getting more new stuff like in the vein of mystical fire but with more actual pokemon getting the new moves <laughs> I'm still still slightly underwhelmed by that. That's fair. So real quick, I'm going to segue a little bit because we were talking about Play Pokemon. If you're in the Iowa area, Poco, Pokemon Go Iowa City. Yes, I've just doxed myself on my own podcast. Yay. Pokemon Go Iowa City is hosting its last league challenge of the season on July the 25th at 6 o'clock. That is a Tuesday, and it'll be held at Critical Hit in downtown Iowa City, Parking is free starting at six on the weekend or during the week, and it is free on Sundays. So, if you're looking to get you know involved with play Pokemon at the local level but don't want to go to a regional, and are in the Iowa City area, feel free to come on down, have some fun, and you know, get addicted to Pokemon cards like I did. I mean, hopefully that's not part of the, the <laughs> tournament experience, but. Yeah, the, the fact that they give out cards as prizes, I'm sure there's some... Uh, well, if you enter, they give you a, a tournament pack. Some incentive there to get you addicted. Yeah, so it's like, they give you a tournament pack, and then if you win, they give you like a prize pack. And I'm just like, this is what happens when you give Taco things that are new and shiny, and he has an addictive personality, and I think a little bit of ADHD as well. But we'll see how long that this addiction lasts. I give it the end of September. It depends how many uh, TCG events you can enter by then. <laughs> look, I'm starting on the collection phase. I'm not going into battles just yet. But they mm-hmm. all the cards look super duper cool. And then it doesn't help when the Discord, the, the Play Pokemon Discord I joined for our locals goes, oh, that is a really good card. And I'm like, uh, 
what should I pair it with? And now I'm thinking of combos and how to build a deck. And this is how it starts, guys. You gotta watch <laughs> out. But it's okay. I love this. I love Pokemon. I love the cards. Art looks super neat. And I am willing to trade my rare stuff for like stuff that I think is cool. I'm not in this for the money. Yet. <laughs> One day soon, the dawn may come. This is true. Yeah, but yeah. You know, play Pokemon is a lot of fun. I'd recommend going to at least a local. If you are having trouble uh, finding one in your league area, there is a map on play Pokemon on the Pokemon website. You can punch in your zip code or city and it will give you a bunch of stuff. Now, normally the things that pop up are TCG, but they give you the contact information for the league organizer. So if you shoot them an email like I did, introducing yourself like, hey, my name's Taco Dog. Or your, use your actual name because this is the real world. I play Pokemon Go. I saw this that you have as a. Real ch- as it gets. <laughs> I saw that you. And this honestly, this is all I said. Like, hey, my name is so and so. I saw this that you have. <laughs> yeah, I saw that you have a TCG local here in insert community insert city name here. I'll use mine as Iowa City. Here in Iowa City. I was wondering if you would be int- or if you also host Pokemon Go events. This is the email that you can reply to me. Alternatively, you can reach me at and I gave them my phone number. That's not something I recommend you do, but this is just something I did because you know, if their contact information is plastered on Pokemon official Pokemon website, I think they're pretty trustworthy. And within 5 minutes after I sent the email, he messaged he emails me back gives me his phone number and then he texts me saying like hey i'm i'm the tournament organizer we're having this challenge on this date for the next one feel free to bring your pokemon go friends and spread the word and now we're hosting locals so i just got lucky because i was you know there are some communities that don't have you know places in their area that has it and then you have to like and if any Pokemon professors are listening out there, please correct me if I'm wrong because I am in, I am now in uncharted territory. And so like from what I was reading on the website, you have to pass the Pokemon professor tests and then find a game store and then kind of get that game store set up through Pokemon. And then you can start hosting like locals and then eventually move up to hosting leagues, which I think is also pretty cool. So a lot of exciting stuff. And I was really fortunate that I stuck my foot in the door and said, Hi, I'm Taco Dog. I play Pokemon Go. Please let us play Pokemon Go with y'all. And the TCG community was also super welcoming. They helped us start that first tournament in June. And now I'm really good friends with them. Before I started buying cards and stuff. No, you're just a regular. The Pokemon Pokemon League. And I believe it's like a whole season long thing i'm super excited about that because i want my name to be etched in on that trophy and be the true king of iowa city and there's already people who are gunning for that that spot as well so i gotta i gotta play my cards right no pun intended (laughs) you can't play cards in pokemon go that's fair okay so that covers my all of my talking about the play pokemon segment jet do you have any final thoughts before we move into king of the hill and world's coverage I honestly didn't know that there was going to be any more play Pokemon stuff this week. <laughs> it's already been a lot more than I thought we were going to talk about. <laughs> well, I had to put a shout out out there because, you know, my whole thing is building communities and there's a lot of new players that have started to play after taking a break 
playing Pokemon Go. And so, like, I asked them, hey, did you play when PvP was was around? And they said, no. And I, they say, no, what's that? And I tell them, I'm glad you asked. Check this out. And I don't scare them off. And I'm like, so you tap the screen and you win. Or you lose. But there's a lot of thinking involved. It's like chess. Except you're, you're, on, you're flying a helicopter at the same time. And you're trying not to make the, the pieces fall over. And you don't have a pilot's license. But other than that, it's super fun. Other other than the crippling guilt, it's a lot of fun. Well, there there's a lot of newer players that are going to be showing up. And we only need four to have the tournament count for like points and stuff. And so as long as they have fun, I'm super happy. If they manage to beat me, well, we can talk about that. But I don't plan on letting them beat me. Yeah, let, let is a strong word. <laughs> There's one person that loves to talk trash in Open Great League. And when we battled for the community ticket, I humbled him. Or I humbled them so quickly. They didn't even see my third Pokemon. But I had to use all my shields, so it wasn't quite a two, a two shield flex. You, could, you couldn't have it both ways. <laughs> I could if I used Chansey. No, that's too degenerate for me. But I think that like most local challengers are just looking to build like communities and momentum going into the next season. Because September is when like we're starting back up, but that's for real this time. That's all I got for play Pokemon segments. <laughs> for real, actually. But okay, so King of the Hill coverage. Last week, <laughs> we talked about in the top eight. We had three teams from NA, and four unfortunately, teams? four teams. Oh yeah, four teams in NA. Unfortunately, they all battled each other. So now we're down to the final two teams of NA. My computer's taking a second to load. So we have two NA teams, one Latin America team, and one EMEA team. Unfortunately, APAC, there will be no APAC team crowned King of the Hill. The, the winners Oceans just couldn't cut it. Well, they were going up against the Blue Marlins. So, you know, fish beats dog, and we'll have to give it to that. But, you know, the fish have a very, very tough battle going against their natural predator, the, the Cool Cats, who are coming off of an impressive 16-5 victory over Stadium Elite Silver. Unfortunately, Texas has yeed their last paw, and they lost to SoCal Swallow Blue Gold 13-8. This is the only time I will say it. California team was better than a Texas team. God, that hurts me as a Texan to say that. And then finally, Hidden Powers could not pull off a last second turnaround and fall 11 to 10 to eat pasta scoot pasta scoot guida i don't know how to say that name the pasta I just, team i just stop at the eat pasta oh <laughs> well <laughs> so really quick looking at this one we've got uh, we have a socal swablu is the socal swablu gold is the diamond team right for it's the, it's the top team okay so yeah, SoCal Swallow Gold is a diamond team. Latin America, the Latin American team, Blue Marlins, is a bronze team, and they get to draw the North American powerhouse that is <laughs> North American powerhouse is the Emerald Cool Cats, and Eat Pasta is an Emerald team. So this is very much two David and Goliath situations. But Blue Marlins is, you know, a Latin American team. They are definitely. Well, they're definitely a very, very strong team by the looks of it. So we'll see how they perform against the North American powerhouses. The the North American in me is asking for a Cool Cat SoCal Swallow final. But 
if you had to pick an upset jet who would you place your your professor powers on is, is there even upset still in, in the top four like well the prediction the prediction that i'm probably thinking is it's going to be cool cats versus e in the final but you know blue marlins it has been kind of only chugging along defeating teams you know defeating uh, north american diamond teams like backstage battlers and <laughs> against the Zacian Elite, that was an APAC open team, which definitely was a, was a Cinderella team. And so part of me thinks Blue Marlins could win, and we have like a Blue Marlins SoCal Swablu final. I think betting on anyone not Cool Cats to win the whole thing is, is spicy enough to count. Ah, okay. What makes you say that? They've, they've just been doing well. I mean, the obviously, <laughs> I don't know all the circumstances with this past matchup but stadium elite was really doing well for themselves up until just now <laughs> and they got crushed so it's like are they they turning it up for this last couple of rounds or it's it's hard to say like obviously one week to the next there's no guarantees but 16 to 5 feels super telling like obviously they were taken to an 11 10 the week prior but aside from that they've had pretty commanding wins that is fair i can give that i can give that take a good one the the other thing i like to kind of point out is even though they are you know the goliaths i still think that a team just hasn't found the winning formula to take them to like 11 10 12 9 or 13 8 if there was going to be a team to beat them. I, I wouldn't want to count Blue Marlins out just yet. I think that, you know, for the run for the run that they had to be in the top four is definitely nothing to sneeze at. So I'm, and, you know, they have a cool, the Blue Marlins have a cooler logo than Cool Cats. So I will give, <laughs> I want to give my edge to Blue Marlins. Yeah, if, it were, if we're just based on logo, I think this would be a very different conversation. That's fair. Unfortunately, um, were were there any picks from last week's battles that caught your eye, or have you looked at all? I have not looked at them. Well, see, a part of me wants to dive into the SoCal Swablu Texas PVP matchup because you know Texas, the Texan in me is screaming to that one. But I also want to dive into the eleven ten that was Eat Pasta and Hidden Powers. Nope, we're gonna we're gonna no. I made my decision now. We're going to do the Texas and SoCal Swablu because <laughs> you're a Cal- you're a Californian, I'm a Texan. It just makes sense. I feel like any of these would make sense. <laughs> the yeah. we we are, we haven't looked at Blue Marlins at all yet. But yeah. Well, we when we did the cool Oh wait, you're right. Uh, but hey, I'm I'm happy to shout out my my buddies on Swablu. I don't know the people on Texas PvP, but, you know, the spirit of the Texan is life in this one. <laughs> okay, so unfortunately, this is going to be... It looks like a... No, it was an open an open lockout for SoCal Swablu. Starting in the great... What does that mean? Uh, every, they all won their respective... They were like Great League Open, Ultra League Open, and... Op, why did I say open last? Open Great League, Open Ultra League, Open Master League all definitively went to SoCal Swablu. Well, yeah, every every slot did except for one of the Echo slots. And that happened to be a sweep, which, yeah. hey, it, you know, points are points in the end. I mean, just a little kinda... less on single elimination, but yeah. You're not wrong, actually. I, I forgot that. So let's go ahead and dive into that open Great League match. So we've had Pebs 93 go up against Hot Striker 9. 
Pebs brought Yanovan Stunfisk, Metacham, Lickitung, Shadow Obama Snow, Frostlass, and Shadow Charizard into Hot Strikers, Noctowl, Swampert, Tropius, Shadow Warren, Mew, and Shadow Machamp. It's worth noting that Pebs is usually one of their Ultra League players, so this is like a, a sub in. Ah, yeah. I see that. And so, you know, kind of looking at both of these teams, that Swampert looked like it had a lot of play if it could avoid the Ligatung and Obama Snow, but I'm not really seeing... Actually, no, I had to take that back on the Ligatung, on the counter Ligatung type. Aside from Shadow Machamp, what counters Ligatung? Noctowl. Interesting. I need to learn that matchup a little bit better. Uh, and that's mostly just due to the fact that the Licks do nothing they do because one of, damage because, because of the noctowl type the normal typing okay but i figured body slam would do some damage considering it's stab and you're just kind of like trading blows in a battle of attrition a little bit but it's 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 pretty severe nerf to take away all the fast move damage it's it's like if you took like because lick is the ghost version of water gun like you can imagine it on a water gunner <laughs> like if you took away all that damage like that significantly changes its matchups <laughs> okay that makes that makes a lot of sense now I, I see what you mean but you know if we're talking about noctowl would honestly would you bring noctowl if you're staring down a unovan stunfisk shadow obama snow and frostlass the obama snow is iv dependent at least so that one's not too bad so it's it's really the Stunfisk Frostlass and Swampert is is pretty okay into that. Gosh, and then I'm also looking at the I'm gonna bounce around and look at the Tropius for a second as well. I'm not seeing a place where Tropius can land safely other than line up against Stunfisk. Yeah, it, it has a decent time against like a Metacham. Like obviously, Ice Punch is a problem, but. But then that would also depend on like what move are you are you putting on? Are you putting Razor Leaf on it or are you putting Air Slash? Yeah, and it and it really only does that job well against the Metacham if you're Air Slash. It's like obviously you do better into the Stunfisk with Razor Leaf and you cover a lot of other things better, like if you're gonna give it no shields, but mm-hmm. yeah. Overall this feels pretty balanced, like the bulk picks don't have a lot of um, free play, I guess is, is what I'll call it. Like, um, Medi's good. The only, like, hard counter is the Mew. And, you know, Mew's, <laughs> Mew's always a wild card anyway. And especially in factions when you can switch it to literally whatever moves are best for <laughs> that week. Like, uh, yeah, rip Mew, TMs. Mew could have gone hard, like, especially with... Lickitung being in sort of a weird spot. It feels like, man, the the bulk of Lickitung just feels a little bit too reliable to not bring, even though you've got <laughs> the Noctowl there also. Like, in, in the event that you do manage to find Swampert or even can save some HP elsewhere by putting it up against Tropius or a Walrein. Right, and I think one... I think one reasons to bring Mew is I'm staring at two ice types. What are the chances that Flame Charge had to have been on that Mew? Like, yeah, what if the... even even something like Surf Flame Charge works fine here, right? Like, obviously you're not winning Lickitung 
unless you run focus blast anyway so you might as well run the surf which is preferred just for being one of its faster charge moves in the first place and then mm -hmm. the fact that it has perfect neutral coverage into this team that's fair and so with a with both teams evenly matched this one definitely could have gone either way yeah well and yeah this this one is is not like an easy one to say uh like that there's the strategy that sticks out right away i like this is this is definitely one that, you, that i would have to look at for longer i am wondering if hot striker just tried to lean into the shadow machamp i know that that's super tempting like especially when some of the counters like a frostless you can end up just doing enough fast damage to flip some like if you, you go like two shield sometimes and the machamp counters are not super uh easy to get lined up otherwise like looking at like the metacham and the charizard but yeah these these would have been really this would have been a great set to watch for sure 100 percent. i definitely see what you mean on that oh no i opened the wrong tab all right i'm moving on into the next one because this one looks a little bit easier to dissect kind of sort of moveset dependent you know hmm. In the Ultra League, we had Darth Ferret go up against Bopper. So Darth Ferret brought the Lantern, Registeel, Defense Deoxys, Abomasnow, Gliscor, and Tapufini into Bopper's Shadow Typhlosion, Shadow Gliscor, Abomasnow, Pidgeot, Trevenant, and Registeel. And the only reason why I say it's a little bit easier to dissect is because I'm not really seeing a world where Pidgeot comes out to play with all of the... With Lantern, Registeel, Abomasnow, and actually, I think Defense Form Deoxys loses to Pidgeot. Well, because of... Pidgeot is just one of those Pokemon that things get weird anyway. Um, and I mean, some some of these like don't have amazing matchups against it, but yeah, the the Lantern Registeel, like that's a nice little nice little combo there. The Abomasnows cancel each other out when line up against Gliscor. That Shadow Typhlosion looks a little interesting. If it I, love, ran, I love me some Typhlosion. I love me some beaming Typhlosion, too. And I mean, like, uh, just to kind of expand upon the Lantern Reggie, like, they, Bopper has a perfect answer in Trevenant, so... True, but you do it, have it, to it watch pushes, out. It pushes, then, the Abomasnow Gliscor, right? Like, they, they have to do something with those. And so as, as Bopper, like, that's what you have to take advantage of, right? Yeah. And th I think this one kind of came down to, like, more rock paper scissors based because you were talking about that lantern red and you do have an answer in it in trevenant which would draw out obama snow and gliscor if you had say shadow typhlosion and obama snow you could do a decent amount of damage on most of darth ferret's team and the only thing you would have to really worry about running those two would be tapufini looks like yeah, and the Shadow Gliscor can also do some pretty heavy lifting, especially like in a zero shield against a lot of those picks as well. So it's, you know, there's there's definitely room here. Uh, but to me, like, the <laughs> initial conflict gets highlighted right away. It's just, how do, how do you play around the Trevenant without giving up that perfect coverage otherwise of the, the Lantern Registeel? And then this would come down to rock, paper, scissors, sadly. Which, you know, by all means, 
the best of players can play out of those situations. But with two high level players and one of the more marquee matchups, I'm going to call it this, this matchup very well could have gone either way. Like, I think this, this, I think this battle was closer than the open great league one. It's, it's tricky just because like, uh, there are parts of ultra league that are more forgiving just because like the matchups take longer. And so you can usually end up swapping around more, but some of these are also just punishing enough. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're, they're, a little bit more polarized than I think maybe the Great League ones were likely to be just out of out of the picks we saw. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. I see this one being a little bit more RPS than the Great League, but yeah, like 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 you said, plenty of play still. Yeah, that's. I think that's one of the good things about like when you go into the higher higher leagues like Ultra League and Master League, you may get hard countered, but because you're bulkier than you know, say your Great League counterpart you have some room to like wiggle out of those matchups which i kind of i kind of enjoy but <laughs> yeah well and it's it's one of those things like unless you're specifically paying attention to it like a lot of players can gloss over that little marker that says this is where the 60 seconds are elapsed and this is where a switch could happen yeah okay so ready to look into the master league cuz wow cuz it's master league time yeah, it is Master League time. So, in the Master League slots, we had Mystic Mamba go up against Virgiverge, or Virgiverg. Mamba brought Mewtwo, Gyarados, Mega Steelix. That's a nice pick. Kiram, Swampert, and Primarina into Mega Blastoise, Zacian, Shadow, Snorlax, Excadrill, Garchomp, and Zekrom. I think the Zekrom... Actually, no, you can't really run Charge Beam because there's, like, no pressure on it. I don't. I don't think it adds a whole lot anyway. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, like it's, you... it's just one of the lower quality fast moves. Unless, like, except in very niche spots. It needs a buff. Give it the thundershock treatment. I don't know. It's, it's it's not great, but there's usually better options for other Pokemon anyway. Do you think Charge Beam should have been a charge move and just been gar- or given a ten percent chance to boost attack? That's a, that's a really that's a really low chance, but well, I mean, okay, well, think about it. In the main series games, Charge Beam has a ten percent chance to boost your special attack. Why is it a fast move? It should have been a charge move. Niantic, if you're listening, that is never <laughs> were, too late to throw there were a lot charge. of these decisions made before buffs and debuffs were a thing. Right, I'm like Niantic. If you're listening, it's never too late to just like come up with whole new moves, make Charm not as dominant make metal claw a shadow claw clone you can do it you just are choosing not to (laughs) anyway i think back to the the matchup yeah i think this is the most water pokemon i've seen on a master league team in a while three water types one dragon type a steel type and a psychic type into a one water type a fairy two dragons a steel and a normal but you know that primarina (laughs) it had garchomp and zekrom's number it looks like no, actually, could you get away with just running all the water types and taking a victory off of there? I think you could. Like, it's it's like maybe possible just looking at typings. I'm, I'm not convinced based on the stat product because you're leaving most of your stats on the bench if you do it that way. But <laughs> two waters, I think you could get away with. Like, Primarina Gyarados are great into this matchup. Like... There's, there's no getting around the fact that Primarina is going to give 
everything not named Exedril a pretty tough time. Uh, like, Zajun gets to moves fast enough that it's probably okay, but, like, man, <laughs> the the two dragons and then the Mega being water and Blastoise really having not a lot in the way of fast moves outside of Water Gun <clears throat> gives, it, gives it a pretty good look here. Like, I think then your issue becomes the Shadow Snorlax and just how you deal with that because it's kind of a perfect to pivot into Mamba's team. And to me, like that that's the story of this matchup is um, can can you deal with Shadow Snorlax and get the Excadrill lined up properly? Yeah, that would definitely be the goal. But it looks like Mystic Mamba did just enough to handle that Snorlax. But when you were saying like the Primarina Gyarados line, I was thinking Primarina and Swampert a little bit because Primarina would absolutely just, you know, wall the Garchomp and the Zekrom TM because I know Fusion Strike is, or Fusion Bolt, Fusion Strike the card packs is a thing. But, you know, Swampert with the Hydro Cannon and Earthquake combination can take down Excadrill, Garchomp, and Zekrom if it wanted to. That's kind of like where I was leaning. At least for, at least for the dragons, like that super dependent on landing earthquakes and i i don't know that swampert comfortably beats garchomp um well can't you just go straight hydro cannon on against garchomp i'm uh, curious we're, we're about to find out <laughs> uh instinctually just like especially like obviously it matters a little bit just on the garchomp set but if it's the standard for everybody uh, it's close so Swampert wins in even shield scenarios, uh, but loses in the two shield and the zero shield. You essentially have to give up one extra shield against Garchomp to take a victory. If it's running Earth Power and Outrage, or if it's running Sand Tomb and Outrage. Yeah, and it loses all shields if it's Dragon Tail. Or sorry, all even. Okay, so yeah, you you're right on that one. This this is me not knowing. Well, I mean, uh, it, it is closer than I thought, but yeah, it's it's not comfortable, depending. And um, I, I know your play style is you want to win comfortably, whereas my place, <laughs> whereas my play style is I just want to win. I just I just want to not be lying to myself when I when I'm thinking of what the counters are. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't look. I am 100% okay with Pyrrhic victories. But we have we've talked many times about my feelings of Swampert <laughs> and Master League for that reason, where it's just like even in spots where based on typing it should be winning, like it just doesn't quite have the stats that a lot of these Pokemon are rocking. Yeah, I can. That is a very fair assumption to make. So that's, case, that's also why I'm, I'm leaning a little bit more towards the fast move damage in this particular matchup. I see what you mean, and now that I think about it, do I have enough? candies to max out my swampert maybe but while i'm doing that we can move on or we can continue <laughs> I mean, to talk you, about master good there was there was the classic day and everything yeah but what if i didn't play the classic like yeah, i just wasn't it's, it's been around long enough that you should have it either way but nope i don't i'm 100 i'm exactly 100 xl candies off i have 500 mudkip xl la dee da <laughs> <laughs> But I, I did play that day, so. But I didn't get to play. I didn't really wasn't thinking about uh, XL candies as what much as I wanted to do. But you know, lesson learned. Anyway, ready to move on into the fields? Yeah, I was I was checking out Ragnar, and I was 
trying to figure out if they have looks like they're one pokemon different on the side of Swablu, but otherwise they're exactly the same like seven of the eight are the same dang Alrighty, so in the ragnar field we have flying pizza one going up against major bowman Peace brings Ladian, Miltank, Greedon, Chrysalia, Buzzwool, Quagsire, Escavalier, and Galarian Weezing. And Bowman brought Escavalier, Galissapod, Quagsire, Miltank, Chrysalia, Greedon, Galarian Weezing, and Dragonair. Major Bowman. So, so yeah, just, just, just to make it easy on you, the 2000 Red Red just is a swap of Crest to DD. Okay. Thank you for that reminder. I will <laughs> for, probably for the next one. I'll probably forget about it. <laughs> uh, but on this one, Bowman banned Buzzwool and S Cavalier, and Flying Pizza banned S Cavalier and Chrysalia. So S Cavalier was not allowed to play. I'm curious. So Galissapod looks really good into half of Flying Pizza's team, but we've been burned by this before in the Milt. Uh, the Miltank Greenant core, because they're just so bulky. Sorry, what does Galissapod look good into? I was saying Galissapod looks good against Chrysalia, Galarian Weezing, and Quagsire. Because uh, you would just have to you would just have to watch out for Quagsire's Stone Edge, but you're resisting all of Quagsire's ground moves. Yeah, it's it's just the mud shots, but Galissapod's pretty squishy, so I don't I don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. And then just, yeah, with the double normal <laughs> and knowing the Shadow Claws are going to do nothing. Like, it's not great. Yeah, you're not wrong on there. That's why I was saying. Glissified looks really good on paper because the Shadow Claws would add up against the Grisalia and Liquidation would hit Galarian Weezing pretty hard as Quagsire taking neutral damage from the, the ground being part ground and water type. But that Dragonair looks good. It just it just loses the War of Attrition, which is not cool. Yeah, it's it's good against a lot of stuff. Like even when you're looking at open league, like just the combination of Dragon Breath and the cheap charge moves is is enough to keep it in. But yeah, here it's just gonna get out bulked by pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. I can see why. Well, Flying Pizza had both the fighting users banned, whereas Flying Pizza, whereas Major Bowman had its counter to the normal line, and the bulkiest mon on on their team banned. So it was an uphill battle from the start. Unfortunately, they they did both enable their 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 normal type core. So just kind of depended on. Well, I mean, even then. I there's still more too much bulk on flying pizza side. What move did Ledian get recently? I feel like it got an actual fight. Yeah, it got dynamic punch. Yeah, <laughs> it did. That's what, that's what it is. I was like, I know we got something to make it at least a little bit better, and that was that was it. Okay. Yeah, so Lady Ann definitely would smack these normal types around. Like, oh my goodness. So this looks like a pretty open and shut 3-0. Eh, I mean, you, you still have to keep Letting away from the opposing Galarian Weezing. How so? And, and and you just you don't have to. Sorry, what? I was gonna say how so? Obvious because I'm the only thing I'm thinking is like you have to keep it away from the overheat. But there's so Galarian Weezing double resists the bug bite, which is a majority of overtime right. over damage. 
Okay, this goes back to the frat, the fast pressure thing that we were talking about, or fast move pressure. Yeah, well, and then, like, so your your damage into it is aerial ace, which at least it's stab. <laughs> but, but yeah, still, still not a good move, and obviously much, much worse target than pretty much everything else. That's kind of more what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, the quag is a little bit of a problem. Like, Stone Edge is instant death. <laughs> <laughs> so and and maybe that is enough of a reason to force Major Bowman into trying to run both Galarian Weezing and Quagsire and leave one of their normals on the bench. But that doesn't sound like a recipe for success. But I think that looks like to be what happened here. What? Yeah. Well, when <laughs> when you know you have to deal with Ledian, like gotta try something and. Maybe they, they went into it thinking that double normal would still work or that Dragonair would be able to do more than it actually could against all this bulk. Like, it's a little hard to say, but that that seems to be kind of the kingpin of this one. Gotcha. Okay. Well, alrighty. So that is the first sweep. In the next matchup, we had 2000 Red Red go up against Salikatung. And you said 2000 Red had the exact same team as Flying Pizza, Sans, Defense Form Deoxys for Buzzwool. No, DD for no. Crest. TD, DD for Crest, okay. Yeah. See, I told you I was going to forget. <laughs> well, they have the same bands against them, so they still didn't get to use their Buzzwool or SCAV. And so, like, effectively, even the Pokemon that they had available were the same with Psychic Type Exchange. <laughs> okay, and then for simplicity's sake, Saligatung brought Galarian Weezing, Defense Deoxys, Frostlass, S Cavalier, that did not get banned this time. Miltank, Maybe for the first time ever. I know. <laughs> Miltank, Quagsire, Chrysalia, and Greedent. Uh, Red Red banned Frostlass and Chrysalia, where Saligatung banned S Cavalier and Buzzwool. So I'm a little surprised because with the counter users out of the way, Wait, nope. Defense Deoxys still has counter. <laughs> but what I was going to say was, with the counter users out of the way, that would let the normal types have some fun. And there, there's one counter user on Red Red side, and there's two counter users on Silicatung. This 2-1, I think, should have gone the other way. So what happened? Uh, it's it's looking like sort of similar to above, like in, in regards to they they still had to deal with Bledian. But then this time you're you're mixing in DD as as a very likely stand-in as well, largely because you can actually handle Escav. Like outside getting hit with a Mega Horn, it's not too bad. You're resisting the counters and counters into Escav are neutral. I see. Okay, but so like the way that I was thinking, and this is hard for me. <laughs> uh, in this particular matchup, I was thinking. Escav and Galarian Weezing could be a good core to use. You would just have to watch out for Quagsire, and in which case you bring Bullet Seed Greedent to the table. I'm trying to get trying to make some rationale of this, but like you said, the Lady Ant definitely had to be looked out for, which is very surprising because we have you know Galarian Weezing's Overheat, Quagsire Stone Edge, and Defense Form Deoxys's access to Rock Slide should be enough. To make Lady Anne not want to come out to play. Now now I have to know how Lady Anne actually does against D. Like, biggest problem here is just like, oh, 
Ledian's here now? Okay, cool. How does it actually do in matchups? Okay, well, fun fact. <laughs> uh oh. Man, in the one shield, uh, <laughs> unless they're running. Unless the DD is running. Nope. <laughs> Even uh, with Rock Slide Psycho Boost, they don't make it. Really? Oh, they okay. Yeah, okay. That is that is actually they can get it off right at the, at the very end, but they still only still only live with three HP. Amazing. I think Lady Anne is slowly becoming a fan favorite. My goodness. It all yeah. It always kind of was where there were there were always people that enjoyed it and wanted it to work, but now with Dynamic Punch, like it it can actually hit stuff. And, okay. And uh, like obviously against the DDs, it's still the the aerial ace unless you're springing for one of the more expensive bug charge moves. But man, with that bug bite damage, it's it's pretty rough. Like you lose the zeros by the most out of anything. But yeah, overall, not bad. Even like into worst case move set. Well, already and that, then. And that yeah, and that then is dedicating your DD to that one moveset, so... Okay. Without Psycho Boost, it can't win the one shield. <laughs> Dang. Alright, so... Shoot. Lady Anne looks like to be have been a really good pick, and I'm very, very surprised. Like, honestly. But don't you need, like, the Hundo, Hundo Lady Anne to be viable? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a full investment Pokemon, but I mean, it's it's not like that's the only one of those that exists. Gotcha. I'm going to go real quick and see if they ran it the week before, or if this is a new edition. No, this is new edition. Okay, new tech. This is fun. I like that we, <laughs> I like that we happened to pick this matchup and let in and just, like, boomed onto the scene. This is definitely a... Yeah, the surprise factor was really, really good this week for Lady Anne. Okay, then. So now we've got... Let's see here. Oh, that is... Yeah, that was the second Ragnar field. So Now just got Echo. Echo time. So this one, we had a reverse sweep the other way. We had Dre Flames go up against two quails. Dre Flames brought Swampert, Alola Ninetales, Haxorus, Umbreon, Dragonair, Gavantula, Primeape, and Regirock. That seems pretty spicy, all things considered. It's a two quails, Obstagoon, Mandibuzz, Toxicroak, Haxorus, Dragonair, Chrysalia, Charizard, and Regirock. Two quails banned Dragonair and Alola Ninetales, whereas Drayflames banned Dragonair and Chrysalia. So why was this a sweep? Well, and my initial reaction is, like, Galvantula looks good enough that I, I'm a little surprised, but uh, at the same time, I know a lot of those wins are pretty shield reliant and so you need something that can kind of shore up the zeros and two quails had three counter users at the end of the day and I'm real I'm real with a tough time no matter which one it saw and it's like obviously if it was if it just had a deal with toxic rope you could get away with running like psychic but kind of rough day for Umbreon not to be able to do Umbreon things well do you think that in this matchup Two Quails as Haxorus would run Dragon Tail because it would hit everything for neutral or better on Dreyflame's side, seeing as that you have Obstagoon and Toxicroak as primary counter users. You can. The The other trade-off, though, is that you're getting off 
charge like you're generating energy a little slower and um like it's it's one of those like you're you're debating giving up the best fat one or what is often called the best fast move in the game with counter uh it's not and, charm <laughs> well right like at least that one got a little nerfed uh make counter a three turn fast move. yeah i it's... cannot say that with a straight face i'm sorry I would be okay if we squished down a lot of, like, the spread of moves we had to be one turn less than they are towards the two and three turns. Like, the fours and fives are pretty rough. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, even know, like, if they would feel the need to run their Haxorus specifically. Like, obviously, the, the nice thing about Haxorus is you have access to debuffs which are really handy um and maybe a, a point towards the dragon tail is you deal with that galvantula a lot better because then your fast moves aren't resisted ah okay but yeah triple triple counter has has a lot going for it here swamper kind of outpaces but um yeah, if the if the Haxorus is on Dragon Tail, like again, <laughs> that's that adds up quickly, and you have to land earthquakes usually, or at least like be okay with Haxorus tanking a Hydro. Okay, I see what you mean. Like obviously, the uh, Mons on <laughs> Dre's side still had play, but there's there's just a lot about this setup that feels like <laughs> like getting backed into a corner a little bit okay i see yeah i kind of see that now i don't know for me i just feel like like i understand what you're saying but with no with no like dragon counters aside from that other haxorus and you know seeing as that charizard is still very much in play that charizard could have easily dealt with the haxorus and primate and if it was able to get off a blast burn against galvantula could even do that as well well, and and I think the the trickiest part is how invalidated Umbreon it and Regirock kind of are in this situation where normally they'd be able to absorb a lot of damage or you know like chip stuff, and they have a lot harder time here than normal. Yeah, it does look like that. Alrighty, so good on two quills for securing the sweep. And the only victory on Texas PvP side. We'll take that. <laughs> it unfortunately was a little, probably a little bit too little too late as we're moving into the final Echo slot with Jerunja going up against JD Beats. So we had Jerunja bring Venusaur, Alolan Ninetales, Umbreon, Cavalier, Chrysalia, Stunfist, Pelipper, and Regirock into JD Beats' Swamperts, Alolan Ninetales, Galvantula, Diggersby, Quagsire, Alolan Sandslash, Defenseform Deoxys, and Pidgeot. JD Beats banned the Venusaur and Pelipper, whereas Jerunja banned the Alolan Sandslash and Pidgeot. So I like the Venusaur ban because that would run roughshod over three double, of the eight. Double Mudboy. Yeah. Plus Diggersby. Yeah. And Alolan Ninetales if it's charm if it's running charm. If it's powder snow, it'd be the other way around. And then the Pelipper, I would kind of, well, no, double Mud Boy, Diggersby. There's only two counters in Galvantula and Defense Form Deoxys. I can kind of see that. 
And then on Jerunja's side, the Alolan Stanislas was a definite ban, even if even if Cavalier could handle it. Pidgeot is a little bit of an interesting one for me. Like, what would Pidgeot... The only thing Pidgeot would really have play against would be that Venusaur and the Escav, maybe? But maybe it's just to not get debuffed with Feather Dance. Yeah, not not having to play the guessing game is nice. <laughs> and or like potentially getting into a weird scenario where you have it always on your brain that you need an extra Pokemon just in case you need to clear that debuff because it's so oppressive like obviously they still have a galvantula which is likely throwing debuffs most of the time anyway but at least it's not the two at once that makes a lot of sense and before i open my mouth and say something about galvantula and regirock i want to confirm something okay regirock does beat galvantula in the even shield so i'm happy about that i i had to double check because weird things are gonna weird thing anyway so my my initial lean on this is that Drunja like played out of their mind <laughs> because just based on the Pokemon that are left, Stunfisk and Regirock don't have a whole lot of places to go. Like they each have kind of one matchup that they win and that's it. <laughs> so it's like it's a little bit of a four on six happening. Um Umbreon obviously has has a lot more it can do here and, and probably did. Um uh, the the crest looks really good uh like i'm a little surprised that that survived the ban over the pelipper um like i not that i don't understand the pelipper ban but just the i feel like the crest in general is harder to get rid of (laughs) well that crest with grass knot destroys swampert quagsire and diggersby well, it, it, can, it can just stick around for so long too that like it it just complicates things sometimes. Like there's not really a direct answer, right? Like the the Galv is the only mon that that threatens super effective damage. Uh, the Diggersby earthquakes or yeah, probably earthquakes in this in this situation like are also nice chip. Like same goes for the other mud boys, I guess. But it's like. You, you're gonna have to take a lot of damage in the meantime. Uh, so yeah, the 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 Crest Umbreon looking pretty nice, and then whether they ran their own Ninetales or Escav is, is also kind of one of those like uh, Charm Ninetales, obviously pretty free here. Um, and I think yeah, it's, it's just it's so much fast move pressure. And if you had Crest Umbreon as your other Pokemon, you know you don't have to like save shields for them. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know like yeah you're you're kind of backed into this like you get to use it's it's a four on six but man crest just looks so strong yeah you're not wrong about that i was gonna say i think the alolan ninetales was running powder snow just to ha- put more pressure on galvantula and diggersby why would that be more pressure into galv because you're you're um you're dealing super effective stab damage to Galvantula and getting to weather balls faster than Galvantula can get to lunges and or discharges. Galv is not weak to ice. But it's part bug. Yeah. Bug is Don't not t- weak to ice. You're kidding me. <laughs> you, you're... No. No, there is no way. I, I refuse. <laughs> hey, it was almost two hours into the recording, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No way. I refuse to believe that. Okay. 
Because bug isn't weak to enough things. Is that what you're, you're going to say? Exactly. That That's what I'm saying. Like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bug, we, vulnerable to... Oh my god. You, th- there's just no way. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, while you're absorbing that information, I know that you kind of lean towards powder snow anyway, so I can accept that version of things. Uh but yeah, charm charm unresisted here, and obviously better into the opposing nine tails. Um, okay, now that my mind's been sufficiently blown, <laughs> gosh, I'm th- there's just no way. Like I've been, am I having like a Mandela effect or something? Like probably. I legitimately thought that like ice was like strong against bug, unless it was just like recently. There, I mean, and a lot of those usually come from a specific matchup, right? So like maybe maybe you're pulling from one of the bugs that is weak to ice, like any of the bug flying types. Golly. Okay, man. Okay. <laughs> Back to what we were saying. Man, I'm at a loss for words on that. But I like Powder Snow on Alola Nine Tails just because it's spammier. And that once again that leans into my playstyle. Mm-hmm. Just just whittle away at the opponent bit by bit by bit by bit. Yeah. And I mean like we've we've talked about Drindra's team a lot, but the I feel like the, the Galv was the thing on JD's side that was really going for them, especially with how otherwise uh for lack of a better word, um useless the Universe Sunfisk was. <laughs> Like the the door was kind of open, and it was it's one of the few things that can do good damage into both Cress and Umbreon. <laughs> we've, now we've, bro- we've broken Taco. <laughs> legitimately, you have like the earliest. Okay, so there was a forum post three years ago saying, <laughs> "Why is Bug? Why is Ice neutral against Bug from twenty years ago?" And they said. Okay, so I'm not the only one that, like, follows this one. Like, 12 years ago, this came out. <sighs> wow, it's been that for the whole time. Like, oh my well, goodness. Well, we, we, did, we did get to the end of the matchup. I mean, this could be good. This is a good time for a break, right? <laughs> yeah, Taco has a mental breakdown right on the stream. Just getting his mind, like, old. I haven't been, like, this taco.exe has stopped working since we had final boss AJ on the show. That was seven months ago. Yeah, that was that was in the beginning times. Yeah, when I was actually no, I'm still a meme battler. Uh, but yes, you are absolutely correct. Uh, any final thoughts on this battle? Uh, I mean, a lot of these just looked like really fun matchups, like from the outside looking in, anyway. Just as far as how they could have played out, and then just the fact that enough two ones went the way of swap with gold like like this this could have been a very different story but obviously they've they've earned their place in final four yep i i would agree on that one i was my last comment was galvantula looks like looks like it was a core breaker in the chrysalia umbreon core but because both those mons are so bulky you know galvantula just couldn't out but out bulk both of them that's what i was trying to say yeah and and yeah that is that is kind of the story of of galv and a lot of metas is you yeah you can you can beat 1.5 pokemon maybe like if they're the right pokemon (laughs) but yeah yeah, don't don't count on it to cover both of the, the bulk monsters every time yeah okay so with 
that wrap-up matchup out of the way, I'm going to go take some aspirin and put some ice on my head because my head is going... My head has just been destroyed by that logic or by that revelation. Like, I mean, the, the the other good news is that as far as the factions like world finals goes, the coverage is, is pretty straight up. North America is dominating. That's fair. I think a North America team will take it. That's our mild take that I will say. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. The hot take would be to, to go the other way because right now it's it's three to one. But I mean, one is definitely getting eliminated one is definitely getting to the finals and then we'll we'll see if it's two in the final next week right alrighty so while we're going to take a quick commercial break please enjoy these messages from our sponsors welcome back I hope you enjoyed that commercial break because I know I did it's amazing what you can do these days with a little bit of technology and a whole lot of heart Yep, and now that I've calmed down from my episode about learning type matchups, I am, what's the word? I am now ready to let everybody know that this podcast is powered by you, the viewer. We do have a Patreon where you can throw money at us <laughs> to basically keep the this podcast chugging along, and you get to join some awesome people like ZT Smith. With his donation, he helps us keep the, the lights on and... We hope to bring him quality content as well as the rest of y'all. If, however, we do get so big that I can't fit everybody in one thing, I will actually no. I'm still going to read everyone's name as best as I can. And if I butcher it, please let me know. That's, that's I part of the fun, I think. Definitely. If, however, money is not in the cards, just give us a review and, you know, follow. It helps the Spotify algorithm do algorithm things and recommend this podcast to a bunch of other people. Even something as simple as word of mouth. So Jet, I have to ask, with Sylph shutting down, how is your collection coming along on Sylph badges? I'm so glad you asked, because I went back and ordered a bunch now that they're half price. (laughs) Which ones are you missing? So for the most part, just, I mean, I know you can buy any that you like, but I've pretty well kept to just doing that as well as like only getting ones that I actually got like I won a tournament in and so I I rounded out most of previous seasons and then I picked up Ember Badge just because like that was uh, we we played a lot of Ember (laughs) (laughs) true Um, I, I have not bought any and I honestly won't really buy any because I would personally just 3D print them from the STL files that I've been finding on the internet. Which, you know, that's to each their own. I'm not going to say one way is better than the other. But that kind of gives us a segue into the community question that we're going to ask. Are you going to order yourself badges online? Or have you already ordered yourself badges? They are half price. And once they're gone at the end of July... They're gone forever. Asterisk. And, yeah, I mean, I recommend it just because you you help them get rid of their stock, which at this point is, is more just about them kind of recouping the investment than making money. True. And, you know, we'll talk about this at a later episode when we give our retrospective. One of the things I kind of didn't enjoy was 
stuff had to be free. And the only reason why I say that, and I'll bring this up later, but to give it a really short, like, spicy kick at the end, my reasoning for that was if you rented out, like, a venue, you had to basically do it out of pocket. And the only way you were allowed to, like, charge for events was, like, if you hosted Battle Towers or, like, the Mega Tournament in L.A. in 2019. Was it 2018? I can't remember. One of those. Yeah, it was last decade. Oh, God, that makes me feel older. That last decade. Ugh. My knees are breaking. It's cool. 30 years ago was the 90s. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) You stop that right now. I don't want to be reminded that I'm going to be 30 soon. But <laughs> funny story, I went to a bar and I, I ordered a drink and the, the bartender carded me, which was fine. Like, I guess I look young when I shave. And when I gave her my ID, she she glanced at it for less than a second and then handed it straight back to me and said, and I quote, oh, your birth year has a one in it. I know you're old enough. I mean, to be fair, like it, it has gotten a lot easier for the service industry in that regard. I mean, you're not wrong, but it's just like, I don't want to be reminded. Like, <laughs> oh man. Like, I also just remembered that my cousin, who it felt like just yesterday, I went to their first birthday party in 2000 freaking six. It's just turned 18 last month. So you're, you're having a tough time you're having an existential crisis on top of uh, the typings <laughs> oh yes a, a little bit you know i thought i i thought my quarter life crisis at 25 was bad no we're not we're, we're still not even at the salsa bar yet <laughs> no we're not and what we are gonna get and i have a spicy one for y'all and i this was a definite like big stupid moment my entire faction team kind of roasted me for it a little bit but here's the salsa bar so as everybody knows the pokemon go plus plus came out or super vibe or super vibrating simulator 2013 that thing is like a freaking like sos signal if you're ever lost and you play pokemon go you just hold that hold the plus up freaking space freaking martians from like in spaceships will be able to see it it is so bright and it vibrates so loud if you're trying to sneak up on somebody, good luck. Because the minute you're catching Pokemon and you hear that, everyone in a five-mile radius will hear you. I might be hyperbolic, but that's okay. Anyway, it's also bar. So I pre-ordered it, right? Because they were taking pre-orders. And so I pre-ordered it online through GameStop. And I'm like, yeah, so I can just pre-order it, reserve it. I've never done an online pre-order. I've always been done it in the store. So I go in, I place the online order. And there was a label there for shipping. So I click the shipping, just like, whatever. And I'm thinking, like, okay, it's going to ship it directly to the store. So, like, obviously, it'll be in on Friday. I could just go in and pick it up and fine. No, I get an email saying my package had shipped Friday. Saying that they were going to ship it directly to my house. And the estimated date of arrival was July the 19th. I had to wait all weekend to go. And this sounds like a first world problem, but I'm just like really really dumb because i thought like shipping meant it ships to your the your local GameStop that you choose as your local store not ships directly to your home you were just so excited that the the whole shipping address just kind of blazed over right <laughs> well see i have my i have my my house already put in so i was just like yep shipping information is correct yep that's right yep that's right 
like whatever this is my primary like store that i pull from and that was like that was it and i was just like golly i'm such an idiot and then the gotcha comes in on a monday or came in yesterday recording on a tuesday tonight it came in yesterday and i yeah i was playing with it most of the night and by the time i got to test out the whole sleep feature and everything it was uh it's two o'clock in the morning it was time to go to bed perfect timing so, <laughs> so that had happened but yes always read the fine print that's that's the lesson in this one today this at week least, at least now you're working on getting your sleepy caps and relaxes yeah, I have to wait a week. I'm not really happy about that. And that's just for the first one. I know. Which, to be quite honest, I'll probably just raffle it off to somebody that doesn't have the Go++ or just buy them their own Go++ and make them, you know, like, I don't know. I kind of like it because it has this little, like, latch. And so I have, like, je- I wear jeans most of the time. I can just, like, clip it onto my belt loop and slip it in my pocket. Of course, you're, it'll sound like your uh, it'll sound like your pants are vibrating, and you'll you'll never have phantom vibration again as long as you're playing Pokemon Go. But <laughs> trust me, uh, the vibration is real. Yeah, but it's a I like it. It's it does its thing. I hope it is not the same deal with the Pokeball, where they kind of disappear overnight and never get restocked and become kind of like a resale value add-on but hopefully they have invested enough kind of in doing another round of pokeball plus that this time like it's it'll be easier to get a hold of well uh the good news is is that with you know pokemon sleep the app coming out soon tm or rolling out soon i think that this item since it is primarily used in Pokemon Go right now, it can also be used in Pokemon Sleep. So as long as more people keep downloading the app, we will see that there is a demand for plus pluses. So I think this should be a good run yeah. or they could like evolve on the plus plus for like the plus plus super plus or something <laughs> like that. It definitely helps that it's not just like a tie in for a single switch game. Right. And so I which think is, it, which is the original Pokeball issue. Right, and so I think in this instant, the Plus Plus is going to be like a more long-term solution than just like the Pokeball Plus. The only catch is you might not be able to encounter Nightcap Snorlax. Which and I mean, I'll I'll find a way to survive. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can claim. The, I think you can claim the research until like August fifteenth. Honestly, yeah, like I, I know that that part of it is on for a while just less interested in the ball or sorry in the in the upgrade now that i know that you can't use auto catch with the great and ultra balls like it's still like a you have to push the button yeah that's that's a little bit of a of a not fun moment but uh, honestly i have 800 ish pokeballs that i use weekly i catch about or i use excuse me 600 plus pokeballs weekly just like on my rides and at work at work is fun like i i slapped it onto my my water ball and they're like oh what's that and i was like it's a step counter that lights up telling me i need to take more steps they know what it is but i was just messing with them i was like it's the plus plus you'll it's it's time to take more steps taco time to drink water every five minutes which is honestly what i've been using it for so yes 
So the question we're going to ask, go back to all of it is, are you and did you? Oh, we already did that. The self badges mm-hmm. part. But I got my plus, my plus plus. I'm liking it. We can we can tackle on the uh, Pokeball plus plus. Yeah, I, I'm liking the the plus the Poke the Pokemon Go Pokemon plus plus. I, I plus enjoy squared. it. It's yeah plus squared. I'm enjoying it. Like it'll grow on me. Quite honestly, there are people that complain like, oh, the vibration's too loud. There's lots of flashing buttons. And to that, I say. Do you remember the original Pokemon Go Plus and how annoying the light was? It's the exact same system, just the light is bigger. There's more area on it, so of course it's going to seem brighter. It's the same brightness. But I digress. People are never going to be happy about their things. They feel like, well, I... In this case, I think that there's more to it because you pay $55 plus tax for this. So you would think like your, what's the word? You would think that your money got you something better, quote unquote. Well, and at least like the hope is like with a branded official product that it's going to work better or have better support than what we've had to deal with, with the, with the gotchas that are all you know, third party. So, you know, yeah, third finger, fingers crossed. And if you've been paying attention, like even with your, your gotchas or if you're using the Pokeball like me, like they updated a lot of the text and stuff in, in preparation for this. So, you know, it, there's, there's, there's some good stuff, whether you're, you're jumping in or not. Yeah. And so, like I said, this, the price point is definitely going to be high on the higher side for some people. I will say that right now it feels like it's worth it. If you're really dead set on like, no, the, the, the flashing lights and the vibe and the vibration, no way to turn the vibration off. It's just such like a deal breaker. Well, then I guess wait for Niantic to come out with a plus, like plus, plus, plus that gives you an option to do that. And you can buy it at whatever price they set at the Pokeball X. You know, if they if they did trademark that, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with that. But well, yeah, that's that that can be one of our deep dives is the things that they've trademarked for products. <laughs> no, I don't want to go the route of the data miners where we just talk about stuff that they put into their code or that they've trademarked. It's gonna feel like that. Routes finally became a thing after four years in develop or four years in the game code, and it's, my it's routes still are, not a thing. My routes are still listed as pending. Yeah, well, because you're in the the trial group well some people's routes are getting approved but i just think that my routes are listed as pending is because they're all bicycle routes that are 15 to 20 kilometers well what's what's the point of having that be the limit if you can't do that limit there i was like there is a limit if you if you told me that i can't walk or i can't have my route be more than 10 kilometers fine i will break up my bike route into 10 kilometer segments like I have one route called the Crosstown or uh, Crosstown Park Walk. And you literally start at one park and you end up at another park passing through parks. Park Hopper? Pretty much, yeah. Park Hopper yeah. was a good one too, but I like it. But we're getting off topic. We gotta we'll come back. <laughs> so <Will we? laughs> I'm gonna skip down to GBL progress because I have a nice uh, a nice thing that I've started doing. What are you doing, Doggo? 
Okay, so I'm so you know how I'm streaming on the Palatown PvP server every Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. around starting around five to seven between there. Mm-hmm. Depends on the week. <laughs> so I started doing this thing where if I have a positive set, I'm gonna open a Pokemon Go or a Pokemon TCG pack. You know, we talked about this at the beginning, right? I did, but I'm gonna talk about it again. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, I'm using it as a segue. Okay. It all it will all loop itself. So obviously I've been having a lot of positive sets, so I've opened a lot of cards. My ranking has climbed to 250 points. I am now back at 2,500. So, so you found proper motivation for yourself? Is that what yes, exactly. <laughs> I have found positive the motiv- reinforcement works on the dog. <laughs> oh my goodness! Positive reinforcement works on the taco and the dog. You know, I'm back at 2,500. I am. You know, I'm battling, and you know what, Jet? There's just enough time to where I could make a late legend push. Oh, man. There, okay. There's 44 days. You have way more than enough time. Do, do not stress about it. Like, Look, obviously, you... this is, this has been a great climb, Like, and that's what you should focus on. Oh, I am super happy about that, but I'm hungry. Like, That's good. I, I started at two, th- I started, I had starting ELO of low 2000s one of the lowest helos i have started with in quite some time i dropped all the way to 1974 i climbed 600 points to hit veteran then i dropped 300 points and now i'm back at the 2500 mark like i am hungry for this it's and you know pokemon cards also help too but like i want to i i want to you know reach legend i'm doing it for the cards and of course, to help out our team, the heart of the cards. <laughs> I don't know. It was just something about pulling that full art Professor Sada on Sunday was like it just unlocks and I'm like I need more. Someday there could be a full art flygon in there. There is a full art flygon. It's just not in the Scarlet and Violet sets. I know exactly which one it is, and that's on my. It's on. It's the first box that I'm going to buy next. Sounds, so. like you're, sounds like you're ready to keep climbing. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my GBL progress. What about you, Jet? How's your GBL progress going? Uh, it's It's been a, kind of minimal, like especially with playing Continentals. I, I, I kind of burned out for a little bit just on, on battles. Like, obviously, enjoyed it a lot, but I have, I have a certain amount of... All right, I, I need to shake that off before I jump back into GBL. Uh, but... I had a lot. I had a lot of fun playing my. Well, not my, but I borrowed a team from the original remix that was still working, at least in the beginning. And so that was. It was cool to just go back and use an old team and just have it work in this round of remix. Okay. Well, I'm glad that what's. I didn't quite catch the. What was your your elo at or that you're ending off at right now? So. I think I got back up into 2600s, so... Oh, there's a chance I might queue into you soon. I mean, I mean, if there is, like, I could, I can, I can stream snipe again. Oh, you son of a gun! <laughs> only, only fun battles, I promise. That's fair. <laughs> so that, yeah, so that's been going on. I'm, I'm honestly super excited, like, Obviously, I want to hit Legend, but I want to grow my Pokemon card collection. Like I said, like I said at the top of the, like like I said at the top of the podcast, it's not really about the money. I just think they're neat right now. 
Now, if I end up getting to the competitive part and I want to build stuff and I want to sell things for money, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. It's a whole separate rabbit hole, especially like if you if you go grading cards and stuff. Yeah, I got burned with grading when they had the 25th anniversary. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was I still have all the holographic peach. I'm planning on trading the holographic Pikachu's for the 25th anniversary to people to see if like they, they want to sell me or not sell me, but like trade me some of their like cards for their collection. <clears throat> I still got to go back and check what I still have. Keep forgetting. Well, if you need anything, let me know and I'll include it in your super special package that I'm sending you and the rest of the team. I will let it. I will probably mess up and reveal what it is. But so far, it's a super special package. We're going to call it that. <laughs> let's 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 keep the talking about packages to a minimum. <laughs> OK. So um, and then last but not least, we've got I'm going to talk about Palatown again. We're, we're taking part of the Palatown Summer Festival. Would definitely 100% join when you can. We, there's a lot of fun. I am. I think we, we didn't do as well as in this tournament. We're wrapping things up. Uh, so we're we're definitely going to see what, how the points shake up. Hopefully we're still, we still have a 600 point lead. Um, yeah, we still have a 600 point lead, but we used to have a 700 point lead. So we're going to go for the, for as many points as possible. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta see what all I could be doing to add some more points. Like I know I can keep doing some of the GBL challenges, but just gotta go back and check if there's if there's any other stuff coming up, like the PVPIV stuff. That's fair. Yeah, definitely. And I've been doing really, really well on my like stream battles, but I don't think they're counting. So there's some points that I left probably on the table. Maybe oh, yeah, well. maybe just like the five O's. Yeah. Oh well, what can you do? So well, yeah, one thing one thing at a time. <laughs> but Jed, I think that's a that's an episode. I think so. Yeah. So I uh, oh I actually do have a question I want to ask you. Are you rating Regieleckis to transfer into Pokemon Home so you can get better Regieleckis for Scarlet and Violet? Like to me, that's the only reason to be rating Regilecki. Like, obviously, it doesn't translate well to Pokemon Go. I think we talked about this, like, or at least I alluded to it when I said that they really haven't been having relevant Pokemon in in raids. Where it's you like, did, it's, it's been it's been easy to take a break from remote raiding when the stuff doesn't matter. <laughs> or like, even when, even though I need XLs for the birds, like there was no way to do it in a week. So I was like, yeah, they'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe like if, if we get some some good ones going from tomorrow's raid hour, but I've so far done zero on this rotation, so it's just like eh. Well, Reggie Lecky's still here until the twenty fifth. Yep, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but okay, so unfortunately it is that time of the episode where we have to say our goodbyes. Like I said, we like hanging out with y'all. We like it when we appreciate y'all listening in. It makes it honestly makes the hour fly by. It I hate that the editor hates it sometimes because we have to cut some stuff out. <laughs> but with all of that being said, always remember keep your dragon fangs sharp. Stay away from those fairy types. Ice types are very much overrated. And until next time, we will see you all 
in our next episode. Type Charlie.